not enough, um, next year we will have enough, and we're going to be right back in the same situation, and uh, we're going to get it done. shit at the beginning of every record in the 90s and shit this your boy this your motherfucking boy king known uncensored we got some hot shit for you we got game seven talk we gonna hop straight to it this gonna be a very very short show isn't it great (laughs) but anyway all jokes aside man Horrible news out of Chicago. Lonzo Ball may never play basketball again. Like, he's set to have yet another surgery on that pesky knee injury that he's been having. Man, my prayers and my thoughts go out to Lonzo and his family, man. You know, because that's fucked up, man. Because I really thought that Lonzo was going to be like a a solid all-time point guard. He had that potential. You know, he, he was 6'7". You know, he didn't have the best jump shot coming out of college, but he worked on it and perfected it a lot more. Then he was, you know, he had defense as well. Like, good, decent shot-blocking ability. He was a solid all-around player. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, Lonzo Ball going out like Brandon Roy. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that Lonzo has superstar potential, but I said like a potential to be an all-time great point guard. And it's just unfortunate, man. I really wanted to, um, you know, see him win at life. So my prayers and thoughts go out to Lonzo, man. Hope you have a full recovery. Hopefully he can come back. And graces with his with his great abilities, man. One day, Philadelphia has found a head coach, ladies and gentlemen, and his name is Nick Nurse, ladies and gentlemen. The 2019 NBA champion coach agreed to a five-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. 
All I want to say is money, 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 money. My thoughts on this is very simple. Good pickup by Philly. I don't know. You know, Philly has a lot of unanswered questions going into the offseason. Especially about the status of James Harden, whether he's coming back or not. You got to pray to God that, that, that uh, Philly can make a move to get something for Harden. But unfortunately, I don't think a sign and trade is going to occur. But shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers. We got to get to this game, though. This game is what they call something with epic proportions. The motherfucking Miami Heat was about to be on the wrong side of history as they held a 3-0 lead. And it's fucking crazy, bro. And this game It's very interesting. Many have tried and many died. But the Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals, ladies and gentlemen. As the Miami Heat spoiled the Boston Tea Party. As the Miami Heat defeated the Boston Celtics 103 to 84, the magical Cinderella story continues. You know, you would have thought like after the Heat let Derek White get that tip in at the game that this shit was over. And Jimmy Butler backed up everything that he said. They didn't panic. They didn't fold. The Heat came out hella aggressive. I mean, Boston was holding their own in the first half. But, you know, the opening play was very crucial for Boston as Jason Tatum suffered an ankle injury and he was just not able to recover from that. I mean, he tried. He stayed out there. Much respect to Jason Tatum from staying out there. But we'll get to the Celtics side in a moment. The Miami Heat side of the game. We got Jimmy Butler with 28.7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals. Got Caleb Martin, who has been the second best player in this series and has been an unexpected pot of gold. 
He had 26 points and 10 rebounds. And he's looking like a walking bet out here. Bam Adebayo struggled. He had 12 points on 4-10 shooting, but he made up for it with 10 rebounds and 7 assists. Duncan Robinson contributed 10 points off the bench. So Miami simply just came to play. And the Cinderella story, as this is what? The second eight seed that I've seen go to the finals since 1999. But it was a lockout season in 99. This is what makes this run so epic. That this is a real eight seed that started from the bottom. That played all 82 games that literally went from the play in to the NBA finals. This is one of the most amazing runs that I've ever witnessed. As this team not only knocked off the one seed, but they knocked off the two seed. And then they knocked off the Knicks, which, you know, everybody can knock off the Knicks. Apparently, except the Cavaliers. Boston side of things. Jalen Brown, despite having 19 points, put on an epic failure performance here. Like, this dude had eight turnovers. Everybody gets on Jason Tatum for turnovers, turnovers, man. Turnover, man. Turnover, man. Yeah, that's me. But they boy, Jalen Brown, who they say better than Tatum, had eight turnovers. Tatum, despite having that ankle injury, still managed to put up a double-double, 14 points and 11 rebounds. But... I mean, he shot 5 of 13. That's not too bad. Not as bad as Jalen Brown, who shot 8 of 23. Combined, though, Tatum and Brown shot 13 of 36 from the field. Boston, as a three-point shooting team, has been atrocious. They shot 9 of 42 from three. Who attempts 42 three-pointers in a game? Golden State doesn't even attempt 42 threes in a game. Like, how is this shit fucking possible? That's M fucking possible to me. Like, how in the how in the history of niggerdom do you attempt 42 three-pointers? That's mind-boggling to me and very confusing. And completely out of bounds and super disappointing. Like, Boston was at home. Like, the advantages were in their hands. I understand that Tatum got hurt, but that's no excuses. He stayed out there and played halfway decent. Derek White had 18 points, but nobody else from Boston contributed. Like, Marcus Smart was a failure in this game as well. Like, Boston has got to take a look in the mirror at themselves and realized they got punked. And they came back from down 3-0 for absolutely nothing. I mean, they could have been on the right side of history. But Celtics Nation got let the fuck down. Niggas with tiki torches about to be outside of Tatum and Brown house. Looking like Rosewood and shit. But I'm glad that this series went seven. You know, we needed something with some competition after those weak-ass Lakers got swept. 
We needed some form of entertainment. And the Celtics and the uh, Heat provided that. The second straight year that these guys faced off in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is becoming a rivalry. And I hope it's a rivalry for years to come as the finals are now decided. But before we get to that, land of the eliminated Boston Celtics. It was a rocky road for a uh, first-year head coach, Joe Mazzula. I'm pretty sure that he's going to take his knowledge and what he learned from this year and apply it to next year. You know, there's a lot of people that's calling for Joe Mazzula's firing. I'm like, this is a rookie head coach that got, that almost came back down from 3-0. Show some fucking respect. I mean, Missoula is, I, I, you saw where I ranked with Missoula. I think I ranked him outside of the top 15. Um, and he did a pretty decent job, even though I didn't like when he said that, um, you know, I didn't have my team ready. Don't ever say that shit again. But that's rookie coach head vibes. And the funny thing is, Joe Missoula and Jimmy Butler actually have a history. Like they, you know, Joe Missoula lost to, Jimmy Butler in college when Missoula, I forgot what team he played for. I think it was West Virginia. Could be wrong. Or Wake Forest. I don't remember. But I know uh, Jimmy Butler played for uh, Marquette. Damn, dog. That's crazy. But yeah, man. Kendrick Perkins. I didn't agree with what he said that Boston should break up Tatum and Brown. I think that would be stupid. But however, Boston made a ton of mistakes that they couldn't recover from. First of all, Boston did not pass enough. That's number one. Tatum and Brown should be averaging eight assists apiece every game. They're both superstars. And they should be focused on making their teammates better instead of ISO. Like Joe Mazzula let these guys get away with murder. All that ISO shit, all that dancing around shit. That's why Jalen Brown kept getting ripped. And Jason Tatum too. You know, even though Tatum only had two turnovers, but Jason Tatum's a turnover machine. You got to be disappointed in Tatum and Brown. But I don't think that you should break them up. I think that Tatum and Brown should change the game plan. And another thing that I noticed about this series was Boston, when M.A. Udoka was there, they moved. They ran a motion. That's what disappointed me the most. It was just like Boston was just standing there while one player danced with the ball or a player stood in a jab step. Nobody in this series was cutting to the basket. Nobody. No one in this series. It looked like they just was waiting for Tatum and Brown to miss so that they could get the rebound, but not knowing that long rebounds cause offensive pop fouls you know what I'm saying and you gotta be disappointed you gotta be disappointed in yourself 
if you're Boston. And that's that shit's wild to me. Like, I just couldn't believe that they were just standing there, not cutting, not moving, not trying to get open. And every fucking player on that team did that shit from Marcus Smart to Jason Tatum to Jalen Brown, even Al Horford was bullshitting. Like, you got to be disappointed if you're a Boston Celtics fan, man, because Boston wasn't Boston. You can just tell that they just, I don't know, man. It's a lot of things we can point to, and it's a lot of fingers to point. But the the only good thing that we can say about this series for them was they fought back. They swung back. Even though they never should have got down 3-0 in the first place, in my opinion. They should have won this series. But I feel like Boston was a little bit overconfident because of last year. It was like, man, we beat these niggas last year, dog. They ain't nothing. You know, and ESPN completely disrespected the Heat by giving them a 3% chance of winning that series. They was out of bounds for that, and that was pretty dirty. And disrespectful because this team was within a bucket of the NBA Finals. But let's get to land of the eliminated Boston. I'm bullshitted and dragged my feet. Now, should they break up Tatum and Brown? No. I feel like they need to just upgrade role players. Many people are pointing to that they should um, grab a point guard. And I agree with that to an extent because Marcus Smart is not a point guard. Derek White is not a point guard. Peyton Pritchard is not a point guard. They're all shooting guards masquerading as point guards. But however, Joe Missoula has to learn about adjustments and make Tatum and Brown be passers. They got to get assists as well as buckets. You know, and I think that Boston, with the loss of Adoka, pretty much lost that train of thought. Let's look at Boston's free agents. Let's see. I mean, and then the million dollar question is, I mean, Al Horford said that he was thinking about retiring after this season. Like, I mean, Al Horford, you could take an L on that one. You could lose him. No disrespect to him. But, you know, Al Horford has leadership and veteran qualities. You know what I'm saying? You know, he probably one of them last players from that era where Al Horford had a veteran school him on the game. But Boston's free agents are not really concerning. Everybody else is locked in. The only free agents is Danilo Gallinari, who did not play at all this season. Mike Muscala, he could walk. Grant Williams, aka 2-Bit from Power, he's probably going to come back. Fake Griffin, I'm so glad. I hope he retires next season. I'm so glad he didn't get a ring. Man, I'm hype as fuck. That was the only thing about Boston, why I didn't want Boston to win. But other than that, I ain't give a shit. Who won? I just didn't want Blake Griffin to get a ring, dog. (laughs) If you're a Piston fan, you would understand. 
But yeah, bruh, like Boston just has to re-up, reload, maybe upgrade and get like a, a, a more reliable third option or just get a pass first point guard. I mean, if I'm Boston, I'm trying to trade up and sacrificing some young prospects. Boston already has enough weapons and scoring. They just need guys that set up the offense. Because Tatum and Brown ISO is never going to win a championship. Bottom line. Now let's get to the finals predictions. Man, my record is so trash, y'all. I think, what was it? What was I? Nine and nine? Yeah, I'm under 500. And this is the only chance that I can get back to 500 by making this prediction here. So that I can save face. You know, losing that Lakers series, you know what I'm saying? I'll take that L. But, you know, Heat and Nuggets is going to be a very entertaining series. I mean, these guys have a history, obviously, you know, with the fight between the Morris twin and Jokic. But the Morris twin's no longer there. Markeith is on um, Phoenix, I think, right? Or Dallas Mavericks, I should say. He's on the Mavericks. But yeah, bro. That shit crazy. But this series, man, who's checking Jamal Murray? Is Jimmy Butler going to check him? Caleb Martin, Max Struess, or it's going to be like they're going to throw different guys at Murray and see what happens because Jamal Murray was the hottest player in the playoffs. And not to mention, Bam Adebayo has no answer for Nikola Jokic. He's going to be put through the spin cycle. Jokic is about to go Tim Duncan on Bam Adebayo. What Miami has to do is put people in to foul him. I mean, Jokic is a great free throw shooter, but interrupting the flow of the game is going to be the only way that they can get close to winning games. Miami has been the little engines that could the whole time. But my prediction is the Cinderella story is going to be over. Cinderella's going to lose her glass slipper in this series. I am going to pick the Denver Nuggets to beat the Miami Heat in six games. Everybody saying that, you know, the Nuggets is going to uh, sweep uh, the Heat. But... Yeah, man, I think that you got to show the Heat a little bit of respect in this series by giving them two games. Just plain and simple. Nothing more, nothing less, because these dudes have taken out a one seed and a two seed. And if they take out Denver, Jimmy Butler all time on that all time list, <laughs> Jimmy Butler getting on the all time list. 
I think Nikola Jokic is already on the all-time list. Where? I have no idea. This series, you know what I mean? You know, because Jokic, you got to look at what he accomplished. He's got two MVPs already. He's got a finals appearance now. And, you know, if it goes the way that I expect it to go, Jokic could be in my top 75. Where? I don't know yet. I have to put his resume up against others. But I imagine that Jokic's stock is going to go up. Jamal Murray, like, Jamal Murray and Jimmy Butler are two of the best playoff performance performers that I've ever seen. I seen Jamal Murray hold his own against Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum's. I seen him in the bubble go at it with Mitchell. Even though I hate the bubble season, I mean, Jamal Murray's playoff stats are ridiculous, especially now. His performance against the Lakers was 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 great. So you got to think about it, man. This series is going to be epic. Now, the question is, will Miami slow down Denver scoring? I mean, you got to look at matchups. Jokic and Bam, that's barbecue chicken. I mean, you got Jamal Murray and Gabe Vincent. Are they going to check each other? What's going to be the matchups here? Then you got Michael Porter Jr. Who going to check Michael Porter Jr. on Miami? That's going to be difficult to figure out. Aaron Gordon, again, him and Porter Jr. are going to be the X factors in this series. Like, Porter Jr. could average 20 if he wanted to. Aaron Gordon could average 20 if he wanted to. And then, not to mention... The wild card of the Nuggets, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I think he shows up this series as well, as he is en route to his second NBA championship. And, you know, shout out to those boys, you know what I mean? Even though me and Reggie Jackson have not been on, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I never, you know, I never fought with Reggie Jackson like that, bro. <laughs> I'm going to just tell it to you like, like that, but... I'd rather see Reggie Jackson win a championship than Blake Griffin any day. Catavius Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, Ish Smith, all former Pistons. I'd be happy to see those guys win a, win a championship over Blake and Andre Drummond any day. And then, you know, I respect how Reggie Jackson has reinvented himself. Because he was never really a star player to begin with. That was Stan Van Funky that thought that. Reggie Jackson flourishes more in that six-man role. That's all he's ever been. And he hasn't even come out the uniform yet. Him or DeAndre Jordan or Zeke Naji or uh, who else on that team that's cold? I can't think of his name right now. Or Ish Smith even. So you got to really like 
look at the matchups, I think Denver is just simply too deep. Now, Miami Heat do get good news on Tyler Hero. He is expected to return for the Miami Heat's first home game in game three. Now, it ain't no telling whether it's gonna be 1-1, um, 2-0, going either direction. So, shout out to Denver. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat for uh, going to the NBA Finals. And this is a series that I'm really excited about because there's no cheating. There's no dick sucking on television anymore. And these are two teams that, you know, they're th that particular group has never won a title. And the Denver Nuggets, this is their first ever finals berth. So this series has epic proportions. History will be made. Will this be the greatest underdog team to ever win a title? Or will the Denver Nuggets get their first ever championship banner to hang in Denver? You niggas be the judge. This is King Known Uncensored, Game 7 Talk, and I'm gone.